Hello, and welcome to the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast. With me, Clive Barber, and my good mate, Noel Tom. For the days when you can't ride your bike, there's always the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast. Welcome to episode 15, everybody. This is the long-awaited recording that we made at the Lightweight Adventurous Festival back in July. Was it July? Possibly. Might have been August. Whenever. Anyway, this one's taken me an absolute age to edit. It doesn't all sound great. There's some background noise and all that kind of malarkey that you get at a festival. So uh, please enjoy it for what it is. If you didn't already know, Noel and I and the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast are going to be hosting a second stage next year at the Lightweight Adventurous Festival. We're going to be getting all of our and your favourite adventure motorcycle creators, whether they be filmmakers, authors, podcasters, you name it, we're going to try and get them there. So tickets are available now. It would be amazing to see you there. Right, on with the podcast. Come on in, everybody. This is a live podcast recording. Is it live, not live? I tell you what. <laughs> I love it. I love Before it. we go any further, we did a live recording at the ABR Festival, and there were some brilliant heckles, but you couldn't actually hear them in the podcast. So this microphone here is the heckle mic. Does it pick up the heckler from the comfort of his seat, or does he have no, to No, no, heckler has to get off his ass and do what we're doing and come and talk into a microphone. Oh. Here we go. Damon! Can I text you my heckle? You could voice record it and play it over. It is really nice to see some familiar faces in the audience, both from various events, but also from uh, Instagram. Can, can you please name-check Julian? He was very upset over the last time, calling him his brother's name, Adam. His identical twin brother, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's embarrassing. In the podcast, we talked about um, Michael and Julian, who we met at the ABR Festival, and your other friend. Called Michael. Yeah, he's also called Michael. It's easy to remember, and I called Julian by his brother's name, Adam, so apologies for that. I've put some pieces of paper out. If you haven't listened to the podcast, they're probably fairly meaningless because it's just like podcast bullshit bingo with the kind of nonsense we say. But I think I've sworn literally several times already. So hopefully and I've insulted a few people. So we're, we're getting there fairly quickly. So we're basically just a couple of trail riders who decided about four years ago to we like podcasts. We like listening to the radio. At the time, there wasn't anybody else that was recording podcasts about trail and adventure motorbike riding. Well, there was, but I, I didn't find it when I Google searched. But it turns out there's Adventure Rider Radio, a uh, guy in Canada who's very good. Fairly dry, but he's pretty good. So you should listen to him as well. So we thought we'd um, fill in the niche, and it's kind of gone from there, really. It's gone from strength to strength, hasn't it's it? It's gone from shit <laughs> to still a bit shit, but a few more people listen to it. Number four in the UK, I, yeah. I understand. You, not that you bang on about it on Facebook all the time. That's but... A couple of weeks ago, we were the most popular motorbike podcast in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you clap near a How many podcasts? <laughs> it just shows you listen to it. <laughs> When does Greg come, the famous one? We were at the ABR festival. I know anybody watches Greg's films. Me and Noel are in them and a couple of other mates are in them. And literally, we're all sat round a table. And this guy walks past at about 11 o'clock, quite pissed, obviously. We were all pissed. And he, and he sees us and he goes, oh, 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 can I have a picture? I'm going, yeah, of course you can, mate. We're all there. And he went, no, no, just with Greg. Unbelievable. Cunt. <laughs> 
who actually listens to podcasts in general? Come on, don't be shy. This is all about audience participation. Eight, eight people. Eight. eight. Who listens to our podcast, The Trail and Adventure <laughs> Motorbike Podcast? Good. I thank God for that. I'm glad somebody listens. Amazingly, it has seemingly gone from really small numbers and there's increasingly a lot of people listening to it, which is great because it means we're going to carry on doing it. Anyway, so we've got a couple of things to talk about. I don't know if anybody has seen, we posted some stuff on social media recently about the TAM Podcast Awards. Tell me more. Everybody asks us about kit. So, you know, what's the best, what are the best boots? What are the best tyres? What oil should I be putting in my CRF? We're not doing tyres and oil. So we've basically had this idea, is we get people to, to vote for pieces of kit that they're really passionate about. So, for example, I've got the gloves. My favourite gloves are some Knox gloves. Also, Orsa gloves. And I really love them. They're the best gloves I've ever had. I've got, I'm a bit obsessed about gloves. If anybody talks to me about gloves, I go, buy these. They're a bit expensive, but they're very good. So that's the idea of this, is we're going to do it in two stages. So we'll ask for people, and it'll be in Google Forms. It'll all be done on the internet. We're going to ask people to say, look, this is the helmet I really rate. These are the boots that I really rate. So once we've got a list of everything that everybody rates will then come up with a list of finalists and then everybody gets to vote for their favorite boots or their favorite helmet or their favorite glove or, or whatever it is without any industry without any commercial impediments as it were do we think that's a good idea yes. yeah good I'm glad about that. It's also a really cynical marketing exercise for the podcast, obviously, like all of these things, because basically we'll tag Shuey in that, and then Shuey will go, fucking hell, we've been nominated for an award, let's spread the word. So be, be aware, we're being fairly cynical as well, but I think it will be a useful exercise as well. Uh, the award's sponsored by Adventure Spectrum. Sorry, Michael, the heckle microphone's there. I think we've discussed that already. Are the awards sponsored by Adventure Spectrum? Well, funnily enough, that's the, the next thing we were going to talk about. You may have seen us in films with... Um, our friend Greg, who does work for Adventure Spec. Should we talk about our relationship with Adventure Spec? What is it? Uh, casual at best, isn't it? <laughs> Jamie, I know it's your festival. Fuck's sake. How many times do I have to say this? It better be fucking funny now you've walked from the back. Because it's going to be really embarrassing when you're walking back there. Can you just set me up again? What did I say? Casual at best, thank you. Is that like all of your relationships, now? <laughs> <laughs> Don't clap him. I know it's his festival, but... Well, we just, we know Greg. That's like, as simple as yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. And he takes pictures. He needs somebody large size <laughs> for the pictures. So he calls on you. He needs someone slightly dashing for the ladies. So he calls me. The truth is, have you ever seen me modelling any Adventure Spec clothes? Yes. Yeah, not many though, right? Normally, fucking handsome skinny bloke gets all the fucking clothes to wear. So he's got, he's got, and, and Will. So they get everything from the new season. And I, I'm still like wearing a fucking Baltic jacket I've had for eight years. And then he asks me, oh, can I put the new panniers on your bike, please, and take pictures of that? So he gets he's the model and I have to give him my bike. Uh, but no, we're not sponsored, are we? No, I think that's the key thing we, we're saying is that Greg is a mate. We met him at a rally 15 years ago and we've just been riding with him for years. And then he started making films and he got a, started doing stuff for Adventure Spec and he gives us free shit, which is brilliant, which we're not complaining about, but there is no commercial engagement there. I think if we did rock up to Spain a couple of months ago wearing Moscow Moto, we might not have been in the film so much. I'm glad we've, cle I'm glad we've cleared that up. I cleared the air a little bit. Is everybody heading out on the trail tomorrow? If you've not ridden in the Peak District before, it is very, very good. There's some awesome stuff. Yes, the ride's going to be uh, brilliant. If it's not, Mark put it together. Actually, when we put it together, I've got to confess, Jamie didn't ride a whole this lot is of it. This is it, isn't it? We've, this is our bit done now.
<laughs> Jamie sat down on a lot of it. Jamie sat down on on probably 30%, 40% of it. But yeah, Jamie's not going on it because embarrassed. Is it true those two live on a narrowboat together somewhere? <laughs> so I'm, I was thinking of um, just to gauge people's... Well, we'll talk about our views on what's happened with the ABR festival where they've banned Enduro bike. There are not many here, are they? So we probably don't fucking care. Has anybody bought an Enduro bike? Two, two people. Yeah, yeah. Have they got footrests? Rear Pastillion footrests. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius, isn't it? I'd never thought of that. My, why do they just have two tracks? They have got two tracks. Oh, oh, oh damn. That was my <laughs> idea. <laughs> two tracks. That's a, such a good idea. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> they have an Enduro, an Enduro loop. It's quite small. So there's no issue then? Well, there is, because people want to go really, really fast around some flat fields in the Midlands. Three tracks. Two tracks. Yeah, but I'm saying really, really fast, fast, yeah. fast yeah. medium. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, when you organise a festival, as the boys will tell you later, there's so many issues regarding insurance, safety, injuries, and they all that kind they, of stuff. They haven't got insurance. They have no, they? Fuck no, they haven't got insurance. Yeah, don't, don't expect a claim off <laughs> a pair of light. As I said, at the ABR festival, and it's the lightweight isn't about the bikes. <laughs> it's resolved then, there's no issue. No, there's loads of issues. People are furious about it. Are they? Yeah. If you go on the TRF forum, Facebook page, furious. Mm. Many people furious. I took my big bike down and didn't even bother to ride it. Is anyone here furious about it? I am. Come and talk to us. Yeah, I'm pretty guided because I uh, bought a KTM 300 EXE after that ride to take to that early bird and they're not going to ride it. I'll tell you what you can do. Mark and Jamie are more than willing to lend people their bikes. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. I, do, I do have a, an element of sympathy. So there's a, there's a fast track, but you still need pillion pegs? No, I think your bike has to leave the factory with pillion pegs to qualify to go around it. Well, why don't they just have... You can go on the fast track without pillion pegs. There's an Endura loop, which you can still do. But the thing is, I mean, we live in the Lake District. I don't want to ride some, around some fucking flat fields in the Midlands. That's not exciting for me, really. That's like, well, I'll just go and enjoy the festival and drink some beer. Yeah, that's just you. OK. Nobody seems really interested in this topic. Let's move on. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? No one is really bothered about it, perhaps. There's nobody really... Is anybody else bothered about it here, apart from... What was your name? Lee. Lee. He's fucking furious. He's mad <laughs> enough for the rest of us. Lee, come and ride with us tomorrow, mate, if you want to see what fucking slow is like. Dean! 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 Sorry, Dean. If it's a safety thing, that's about the ride, isn't it? The only safety issue I had was three guys who were having a really good time on C90s who passed me and nearly knocked me off. <laughs> Just because they were better riders on worse did, bikes than mine and one of them had crutches strapped to the front of his bike and just looked like he was having way too much fun we've got two more things to talk about on the podcast we're going to get mark and jamie up here fresh from organizing woodstock 99 and the fire <laughs> festival tell us a little bit more about their festival and their plans for the future but also so last time what we did is we got people to come up and tell us stories and you're more than welcome to come and do that but i didn't want to do the same thing again so rather than us ask each other questions we thought it'd be nice for people to come and ask us questions the four of us how are we doing on the bullshit bingo by the way three, three. no four four, four. 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 quickly mention ollie moto and you'll be done i've got five. Five. five i've got nine nine, nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no prizes. So, without further ado, let's welcome to the stage Mark and Jamie, the lightweight adventurers! You can move up a bit. Sorry, boys, you're going to have to share a microphone. That's been done 
strategically. Should we put the toms on one side? Fucking hell, don't they go on? Share a microphone. Have you seen this banner? <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> and I, I, I must say, how comfy is this seat? Oh, it's amazing. It's so comfy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, oh. know, you know when you said Noel has started a movement, I thought we need to return <laughs> we need to return these hay bales. So <laughs> don't come on our fucking podcast and do better jokes than us. <laughs> it's not difficult. Spoke about this. <laughs> I mean, we know you only want us here because you wanted some energy in your podcast. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Just be honest, Clive. Just yeah. be honest. Well, I've got some questions. Have you got any questions for them, Noel? No, you fucking haven't, because you never fucking prepare anything, do you? I did a podcast with Clive when we had Ben King on. And he got and he, and he was singing your praises actually. Who Ben? You know Clive. Oh, well. can, you know Ben doesn't know. Clive was going. No, I, I miss Noel because uh, he listens intently, then asks the poignant oh, yes, question. Yes. The bitterness in his voice. At the <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I like the fact that you're on a uh, you're on a podcast, and your strength is listening. <laughs> <laughs> on a yeah. podcast, which is. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. Until but you, you listen to it. Luckily, you've got the face for a podcast, so that's good. <laughs> One of the questions I had was, what, where do you see the festival going in the coming years? Maybe next year, the year after? How do you see it growing? Do you see it staying, growing to be a monolith, like 10,000 people like ABR, or keeping it relatively we small? We genuinely don't. That, that's what we don't want. So we capped it this year for a couple of reasons. One, it was our first year. We wanted to be able to keep it manageable, primarily because we wanted it to be like this this was 10 times bigger we struggled to shake everyone's hand and have a beer and have a little chat and i hope we've said hello to most people if not everybody if we haven't come and tap us on the shoulder because we both want to know that by the end of the weekend we've spoken to every single person at the festival so that's a difficult thing to do with 10,000 people we spoke to austin vince at the abr and he gave us some cracking piece of advice and one piece of advice he says a festival can either be run like a commercial giant like abr or like a wedding and if you organise it like a wedding, it's a massive party where you get to say hello to everybody. And that sounds incredible. You know, we love that idea. That's so. really what this is. So the idea is that this year it's 100, 150 people. Next year maybe we'll be around about 500. I think that's what we're going to kick it at. Probably don't want to go any bigger than that next year. And the truth is, it depends on what you lot want. Yeah, it's your festival, it's not ours. We just said, should we all do a thing? But so, you're so all here. It's kind of down to you guys. So, I mean, what sort of numbers would you like to see the festival set at? Genuinely, who, who, who would like to see it at more than 500? No. 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 Cap it at 500 and keep it quite intimate. Maybe it's a few hundred people. So maybe that's, that's where it sits then. A lightweight fest festival, literally. And that works, doesn't it? I mean, how have you found it? You guys have came into it. How have you found it just wandering around here? These guys have bought their own camping chairs, look. Brilliant. <laughs> that's the kind of festival I want to be at. And you know what? Even at this amount, Jamie and I, stress levels were like max level. I was at max flap alpha earlier today. If anybody was putting the marquees up with me, I'm so sorry. What were you stressed about? What was the stress Normally, if you're stressed, do something and you'll get rid of the stress, yeah, but you've you obviously done fuck all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite, a, quite an easy go on chap and not. to tent up and got some straw bales. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> oh, you said, what, what was the stress? Yeah. Being military, we put on exercises for two, three hundred people. We can do that. It's not the logistics of it. But the fact that you people have paid 60 quid to come to this. And, and I felt a real weight of responsibility, a massive weight of responsibility, if I'm quite honest. I wanted to give everybody their, their value for money. And so as soon as you start seeing the money rack up, you're like, I need to do something with this. I really need to make this good, you know? But the fact is, things cost, and so the money disappears, and you're like, now I still need to make this excellent with 30 quid and a packet of quavers, <laughs> you know? And I hope we've done that somehow.
somehow. That's the good thing with the podcast. It's free. So fuck off if you think it's shit. <laughs> What's next on the video front for you boys? There's a board over there. So if you've got any wacky video ideas, then please put them up there. If you want comparison stuff or you just want us to go and do something. We quite like the idea of a challenge. But we've also got, we've got a plan for next year actually, haven't we? Got a plan for next year, and, and and this might be a really good time to to mention it. We've got a we've got an adventure planned, haven't we? It's almost like I knew that was what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, you, you've set me up there. Mm. Cheers, Maka. Yeah, got an adventure planned. We're going to try and do an adventure each year. We're working people the same mm. as all of you guys. Um, so getting time away from work is difficult. We need to plan it, but we think we're going to head north next year, don't we? So we headed south this year, and Papa T is sat over there with his lovely wife Sue. Going to be on the stage later on. So we went down to their area and down to the desert this year for a really for our most southern point so far on the bikes and currently the Isle of Skye which you may have seen the video shameless plug is our most northern point but we thought we could smash that by hopefully going to the Arctic Circle we're gonna head to Nordcap next year that's the plan that's yeah plan. so that's that's what's gonna be next on the big adventure stuff yeah. for next year isn't it uh, but in the meantime we do have a couple of projects so if anybody's ever commented and, and said oh you're working on anything I said oh we've got a little project in the background so we're working on this project and Gordon knows exactly what it is we went down to a, a dino place in uh, North London and we're working on performance for the 250. Who's got a 250? Who's got a CRF 250L in here? Or Rally? Great. Plenty um, of people. We believe, Gordon, me and you, believe there's a affordable, very affordable way to bring the 250 up to a 300 spec. Very affordable. Or close to. Close to, actually. Trade it in. <laughs> <laughs> Trade it in, Trade pay it three in. grand extra, or we think we've got a couple of hundred pounds worth of fix. But why, why, why aren't you happy with what you've got? I am. I mean, you, you know how is? much I love the 250. Hmm? What bloke is? You know I love the 250, but if there's a cheap way of making it near comparable. So uh, we released an airbox video um, we dynoed it. People don't do these things. Gordon introduced us to a, a guy, a very knowledgeable guy called Woody, who helped us out with the dyno. We, we recognised a 17% increase in, in mid-range. It's, it's marked. And we're working with an ECU that we've bought from Thailand, which is where the bike is made. Gordon, Woody, we believe that there's marked gains to be had without putting any excess strain on the engine. So we're working on that. That's that's our next big project, really. We're going to be heading down there, we hope, in the... Well, one of. We've got one that's, one that's oh, completely God, yeah. not... CRF related in the slightest. We've got such a stupid project on the go. Hang on, do you, do you, want, to, um, do you want to clarify how much that 17% costs? To the CRF only? There's a mic there <laughs> if you just want to. So, can I just introduce Gordon? No, he'll do it. <laughs> introduce yourself. Uh, as everyone says, when I start speaking, I'll tell you I used to race, so I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, we did this thing with the, uh, with the CRF and basically hacked up the, uh, up the airbox a bit. It takes about 20 minutes and you get 17% power for free. So if you haven't watched their video on it, watch their video on it. It's free. Don't buy Power Commander, EJK, don't buy any of those. Delkovic exhaust, you proved that didn't work. Yep. Um, so don't buy any of those things. Just do this thing for free and uh, it's great. There you go. I've got to confess, we were a bit amazed when we saw it on the dyno. So. Genuinely good. So check that out. So does the ECU already exist? Or are you having it? The made? ECU exists, and you you might see if you look over the Facebook forums, you'll see the 550 performance from the states or wherever it's come from. Now that's got a set program in. So somebody has decided this is a set program. We're, we're we're working with Woody. We've got a fully programmable ECU. We've managed to source one from Thailand, and I believe Woody can work his magic and do it custom to what we need as trail riders. So it's not <clears> for top end necessarily well it might be i don't know it could be but it is probably for mid-range it's probably for punch it's probably to bring it close to 300 for affordable very affordable mm -hmm.
Guys, we're going to throw the floor open to you now. Okay. It's an opportunity to come and ask any questions that you would Silence. like to ask us. We, we, I won't. I'll try not to be rude to anybody or insult anybody again. Johnny, oh, you, were you going to ask? Oh, here's Rory. Rory was on the podcast the other week, the world's youngest adventure. He isn't, but we said that. What's your biggest spanner? I have a 36mm spanner. Can I top this? Because I work with Land Rovers a lot. I've got a Series 2 Alpha. Hey, if you're a Land Rover geek. And I've got a 42mm. Still not as big as Rory's 55. In the Air Force, uh, this is spanner related. Yeah. We used to have all the big spanners and they were made by a company called Big Dick. Not joking. What's your spanner? 55. And what do you use this spanner for? It was acquired from a Navy base. I won't say how. You stole it from the military. Found it in a bin. Okay. Took it home. <laughs> so, has anybody got any more questions? Come on. Come on. This is all about audience participation. How big's your fucking spanner? That's not a great podcast question. Well, I don't know why we ask it. Why do we ask yeah, it? Because I think it is relevant. To what? As to someone's mechanical competence. Has anybody else here got a spanner with their name cast in it? I've got big dick spanners. <laughs> King dick. Oh, God. <laughs> I think no is the answer. Right. My name's Austin, and I've got an Austin spanner on my garage wall. Hey. Hey. That's, That's a new question. Put that down for the next podcast. Why did your mum name you after a spanner? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, has anybody got any more questions or any funny stories you'd like to share to, with people on the podcast? What, what's your name? Where are you from? Matt from Hull. I Have you got ask... a partner? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask, there's a lot of CRF stuff going on. What's the next bike after the CRF? There will be a next bike, so what's the Such next bike after the CRF? That is a good question. I can answer that really quickly and really succinctly. I think I will probably die before I need another bike. You know what, that's such a great question, because Jamie and I, about a year ago, went on the hunt for the next bike. Not because we wanted to buy the next bike, because we were curious. We were starting off-road. Telling you now, we've ridden most of the middleweight and heavyweight bikes. None. It's we're, not the T7. It's not the T7. That's uh, what we do now. I'm sure it's a great sure. bike, Gordon. I tell you what... We, Paul Taras. I rode some bikes that I loved, and then as soon as I got on my CRF, <laughs> I felt home. So we rode the 690 um, Endura. Loved that thing. Loved it. Rode the um, Super Adventure. Loved it. All orange at this point are the uh, Aprilia Taureg. Loved it, mm. loved it. And the, But the second I get off the bikes and I rave about them, they feel so great, I get on the CRF and go, this is it. It feels manageable, light, cool, it makes progress. Something special is going to have to come out and, and make me change. Would you get a 300 then, do you think, one uh, day? I would if my 250 died. It'd have to die. You'd just replace it with that. Do you know what? I think, I think there's an element to it. I think the bike, you kind of build it into what you want, don't you? I mean, who, who, is there anybody here that's not modified their bike in any way? Just left it completely stock? One, what? KTM, guys. KTM. But the, the truth is, you kind of, you, you get your bike and you kind of mould it and each little dent, and we've, we've found about this on our journeys is each little dent, each little modification, it almost becomes a little bit more part of the family, you know, and the idea of getting rid of it is a little bit more difficult. I know we've taken the piss out of Gordon a little bit about his T7, but he had a 250 rally, and the weird thing is, he was getting rid of it and he was like, kind of don't want to get rid of it, but... I listened to your podcast driving down to my, my work and uh, about no. your best het bike, yeah. and... No. Um, and there was, well, I texted you guys straight away afterwards. I was a little bit... You weren't the only one. And it was particularly Greg's comment about um, uh, how if you bought a 300 or a 250, you'd have to spend a 1,000 on this, this and that. Well, 
Bullshit. No, you don't, actually. I've spent 200 quid upgrading my suspension and, and I've just hacked bits off the plastic. I was speaking to somebody recently who, who then sung the praises of the 500XX, not Greg, <clears throat> as the all-round adventure bike. And I was like, but it's not the ideal adventure bike. Because if it, if it was the ideal adventure bike, you wouldn't have then go out and bought Honda. So most people default to the Honda and they, they might call it the vanilla bike, the this bike, but that's its appeal. It's functional. It's a Swiss army. Nobody, nobody sings praises about hay bales or you know something so basic and functional but you're all sat on one it's doing its job and it's amazing it's the best seat you've got right now yeah. and you could have all these fancy things but actually they they don't count <clears throat> they don't count because this works you know and and that is why i love the crf but the truth is the best bike is the bike that you've got in your garage it doesn't matter what it is if you've got two wheels and an engine it runs that's the best bike because do you know what right. it's the cheapest option because it's in your garage it'll do most of the stuff that you want it to do so just ride that there's, there's so many people put so much money time and effort into trying to develop that perfect bike that they don't actually ride it I was chatting to there was a guy that pitched up I, I got here last night and there was a, a guy from Austria who pitched up and he, he was up at the top there and we were talking about bikes and he's got a basic bike and he said I just ride it and that's it it doesn't matter what it is I said what do you like about it he says well I like it I like the blue bits I like wicked <laughs> Okay, cool, but it's got two wheels and engine. It's, it's driven him 2,000 kilometres to our festival, which is weird for us to even understand. But... <laughs> oh, right, sorry, that, that wasn't a natural break. <laughs> but carry on. But if I had the money, I'd buy an 890 Adventurer. Yeah, yeah I'd get a 690 KTM. What an incredible bike. I, w I wouldn't be able to get rid of my CRF, and I ride a Harley-Davidson as well. wouldn't be able to get rid of either of those, but I'd love one. I've got away on various bikes because I've got more than one. Can I just say, Noel said to me this morning, I've been looking at GSs. God, I nearly bought... Wasn't a GS? I nearly bought an R65 last night. GS, yeah, thank you. Yeah, not GS. I was going to make it into a GS, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was going to come to me as a standard R65. Nice. Yeah. Thank Has you. anybody here got something that they think is the perfect bike or the bike that they would love to have? that we've not mentioned already. T7. There's a reason we've not mentioned it, Gordon. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Rory, Rory rides a 125 Varadero. Dude, coolest bike here, I reckon. Sorry, guys, come out, come and talk to us. Scared he's going to drop his pint. Go on. You've mentioned it all before, but uh, for me, the CRF, I, I rode as far as he ran last year. I did 16 countries in 12 weeks, and it cost me €23 Euros to get it serviced in uh, to Istanbul. So the tyre wear, I used uh, Mitas tyres, I got 13,000 out of a back tyre. I've still got the front on, which is now getting up to about 17,000, 18,000, which is, is, is getting a bit slim. It's just so cheap to run, and that's why I run it. When, I'm go, when I go on my trips, I could be away for 12 weeks. I could be in the mileage. I do huge mileage every time I go. It's like coming over there, Sam. I've, I come from uh, Ireland, but my whole route to get down here was like 700 miles. So I want it cheap. I don't want an expensive bike, and there's not many people here that will go for years and years after riding and think, oh, that trip was great. What bike was he on? Did you forget the bike? I'd just like to let you know you can get them serviced in the UK as well. <laughs> Why don't Honda build a PR7? I'm, I'm sure most of us in this room, if Honda built the PR7, we'd go and buy one. Yeah, damn right. I said it in the Perfect Bike podcast. I think KTM were just bringing out some... Was it another... Gas Gas, which gas, is gas, KTM. Yeah. We're bringing out a, a, a 500cc non-race bike. And that's what we need Honda to do. We need Honda to bring out a four or 500cc version of what we've got. It's got the Honda reliability. It's got everything that the CRFs have already got, but it's got a little bit more poke to because, give us to, to give what? us bigger smiles on our faces. Gas Gas will release that bike, and it'll be incredible. It'll be fast, but it'll be 
£11,000 and it'll cost yeah, it'll cost £11,000 sorry it'll yeah. need servicing yeah that's, I said the same thing twice don't worry laugh. Uh, and it'll need servicing every half an hour well I think that's the idea that it, it won't need servicing but, every but half it, an but hour it will look at, look at any of the other bikes that Gas Gas in particular have released KTM uh, if they base it on the 701 690 it'll be halfway to a decent bike but I think they're looking at bringing it smaller and, and they haven't shown a history of yeah. of having a reliable smaller bike yeah are you only interested in new bikes that you can buy now or you are you would you consider older second-hand bikes i know noel are you has got your DRZ, no, no 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 i just wondered if you're, you're only interested in things that are, that are available from new because i know that noel has got an interest in older bikes haven't you yes yes r65s you like certain vintage enduro bikes i very much follow in noel's footsteps i love a vintage bike um and there's a countless classics countless classics that i would I would take. I would take a, a mid '90s a Africa Twin in a heartbeat. Love that. Well, we've got a great episode coming out on Monday morning. Two guys rode through Africa on the old Africa Twins. Yeah, Twins. yeah. Dan and Ed. Okay, now it's going to be a good podcast. These these guys. Dan. Well, Ed doesn't get a word in Edgeways, does he? Really? It's a bit like these two. Can Paul Mark never gets a word in Edgeways normally? All right. <laughs> Please do. I'm Jace. That's a nice t-shirt. Uh, Jace. Thank you. Hey, I like that. I've had it years. Uh, <laughs> For the mic, he's wearing a t-shirt from the festival. Before you settled on CRFs, did you try any other bikes? And what did you try? And you know, sort of, why did you dismiss so, them? So a funny story before Jamie kicks in, because otherwise I'll never be able to tell it. Yeah. So I, I was the Thank first you. one to buy the bike. I was just in a position to buy it maybe a few weeks earlier, a couple of weeks earlier. We went around all the manufacturers and the 390 and the Hemi. We went and sat on a Hemi. Didn't get to ride one. I didn't even bother starting it because my knees didn't fit the tank. But the 390. And then we went over to the BMW dealership, and I immediately, immediately fell in love with the 310 GS. Anyone got one? The only one here with one. All right, show off. Uh, and um, loved it. And I was on the verge of putting a deposit down. And then Jamie went, mate, let's just head up to Honda. Let's just have a look. You know, then we checked them all out. And um, without even going into the dealership, I looked through the window and I saw the very rally that I've got. And I, I turned to Jamie and went, well, that, that's sold then, isn't it? I just loved the, I loved the look of it, to be honest. I loved the size of it. I loved the look. I liked the position of it. So I checked them all out, if I'm quite... All the regular contenders. Didn't check any of the outlayers out um, because it was my first off-road bike. I come from a, a history of road bikes. Didn't want a, a bike which had to be serviced in a particular apron, in a particular factory, at a particular time of the day with a moon at half cut. You know, I didn't, I didn't need all that. So the Honda it was, and... Really pleased. But before we even got to it, we looked at GSs because everyone's seen the long way around and all that sort of stuff. The MTs, the Harleys. Um, GSs, um, the MT450, the older Harleys, sort of army bikes, we looked at those as well. Um, and that's kind of what we were going to go for because they were relatively uh, cheap. But I decided I was going to use. So I had a bike, like, actually going back to the comments I made earlier on, the, bike, the right bike for you is the bike that's in the garage. Now I had a 20 year old CBR 600 and this, this video has not come out yet, but, uh, so this video has not come out yet and I didn't have an awful lot of money to like waste on a bike so I was like right. But you cannot waste money on a motorbike. <laughs> but you can waste Spend money making a CBR a Tet bike. I modified my CBR and then took it on the Tet and I took it to the Peak District which is apparently quite rocky which you might find tomorrow. Uh, we've still not made the video for this yet, but, um, but yeah, I, I tried to use an old bike, and yet there's not always a right bike. 
You're absolutely right, but there's some bikes that are better than others. And this one specifically, isn't, it doesn't matter if you put knobblies on a CBR 600, which I've done. Flat bars. Oh uh, yeah, put some renthals on it. Uh, I stripped off all of the fairing, so it was it's, it's naked. It's still in the garage. But riding 130 brake horsepower of CBR with your knees around your ears. It doesn't matter how much lane, you... It's terrifying. You try and re-gear <laughs> it, it makes no odds. In fact, it so, makes it worse. Uh, <laughs> it well, I mean, what were you thinking? Did you really think it might work? Do you know what? I didn't, I didn't at the time, I wasn't after trying to go over anything particularly gnarly. I wanted really something that goes down fire tracks. That was it. Really, I wanted a scrambler. That's what I was after. And then, and so I got it to a stage, and I held on for dear life and went down the Roman road, which you've seen in some of our videos. And I was all right. I stayed on, and I was like, oh, actually, it's quite good. And on the grass, it felt really good. And then Mark got his rally and went straight past me, like three times the speed I could do. And I was like. Well, I did one of those, and that was it. So then it kind of, all the money I spent on that went to one side, I went out and bought, bought the uh, 250L about two weeks later. But we'll make a video about the CBR because it's an amazing, amazing beast that will do a fire track yeah. at 130. Have you still got it? Yeah, it's yeah. in the garage, yeah. We call but it it's... the Bat Bike. Uh, so the Bat Bike 990 has got nothing on the CBR. And we've also got a Stig lined up to ride it. We need a complete clown who is thinks he's fast on a bike, doesn't care much for his safety, has maybe raced before. <laughs> got one. Got, got one. one. Got, got one. one of those. Craig, have you got a question, mate? Yeah, a question for all four of you. If money wasn't a problem... It's not for Noel. <laughs> well, that's because Noel never spends any money. That's why he's got so much. If money wasn't a problem, time wasn't a problem, what would your ultimate trip be and what bike would you take for all four of you? I would take my, for nostalgic reasons, I would take my XR650L. I'm not really keen on mass. I wouldn't like to, I'm not someone who would like to travel around the world, especially, or travel long distances. I'm really drawn to go. I've been to Norway, and I just want to go back to Norway on it again, I think, and go through the, the Scandinavian countries. So, yeah, I just want to go north. I ride. I, I learnt to ride when I was 55, and um, I just like you. I so in 10 years' time? Oh, bless. Seven years ago. And um, I had a 125, and I took my 125, following my husband on his um, Triumph Explorer. We did seven European countries, then I went to Norway. But I can't find an off-road bike to fit a 26-inch leg. So I come here, but I can't ride. I, I can help you on that. Oh, really? Grom have just come out with really? an adventure bike. Yeah. Really? Have you not seen it? No. The new Grom. Mate. Oh, the Grom. Why has my husband not found that one? Great. Well, that's a question we didn't need answer. Well, the answer from the crowd down was Cerro. She's actually going off now to sit on the Cerro. We're going to get a result. I did want to say that you haven't yet mentioned the Cerro, and there are a few of them here, and they are a brilliant bike, but they are old. And the joy of them is they're a lot lighter than a CRF 250. And I bought mine for 1,400 quid. Jamie, money, no issue, bike, destination. I know, I know what he would say. I believe I know what he'd say. Well, it'd be a round-the-world trip. It would be the road of bones to Magadan, and yeah. it would be an 1150. Because we watched Noel and Charlie, and that's what... Noel and Charlie? Noel and Clive, Ewan and Charlie. We watched Ewan and Charlie. Well, we loved it. I mean, yeah. don't tell a lot of people this. I think they're great. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're, they're cool. Well, except but for Charlie. The, the thing is... Uh, Oh yeah, Charlie's a bit weird, but um, that, that route, that, I mean, who doesn't want to ride the Road of Bones, right? And actually, the KTM 1290 is the bike that oh, I, I would want. ride that on an Adventure R. That's what I'd want. Right? I'm going <laughs> 690, brand new one, so it doesn't break down. We're actually talking about where we're going on the next Villa Lobos really? film, aren't we? What were you talking about this weekend? On that chat group. Are you going to say anything? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, we, no, we say where we want to go, and then Greg tells us where we're going. Yeah. I want to go to Scandinavia too. Thank you.
listen, thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you over the rest of the next two days. Thanks. Love you all. Bye. Right, there we go. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making it. Not as much as I enjoyed editing it, though. That was a lot of fun. Don't forget, if you enjoyed that episode, you can buy us a coffee. In fact, it's probably enough for two coffees, maybe a pint, just for me. Noel doesn't really drink. Or you can uh, put a more regular donation through our Patreon account, and we will love you forever. See you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really appreciate what we do, you could consider supporting us on Patreon or buy us a coffee. Links are available on our website, which is tampodcast.com, tampodcast.com, where we also have a limited selection of branded stuff. But either way, please keep listening and spreading the word. See you next time.